Good morning, church. My name is Alex, and I want to welcome you to Evergreen Covenant Church. In your bulletin, you have a connection card, and if you are new or have new information, please fill it out and place it in the offering boxes in the back. Uh, today, we're going to be recapping our week at Chick so that all you can get a glimpse of what we experienced. Uh, we also want to thank you for your support and prayers. We're going to pray now. Dear Lord, thank you for the incredible week at Chick and for those who helped us get there. Thank you for how you will continue to use what we learned in our lives as we will walk with you. We pray for Vacation Bible Camp and that it would be a great week for all who come and all who serve. In your name we pray. Amen. Well, good morning, church. My name is Ben Steele, and I had the privilege of leading 18 students and four adults to University of Tennessee, Knoxville, for the Chick Conference. Um, and now we're going to be inviting three of our students and one leader to come up and just share some of the reflections about what the week was like for them. Um, but since we don't get a chance to hear from everyone, I want to make two uh, announcements. One is there are some thank you cards in the back because as a church, you guys supported us getting there. It's not uh, cheap or easy to get to the University of Tennessee and to stay there, and um, you bought our cookies, and you bought our um, silent auction items, and you prayed for us, and you supported us immensely, and so we have some thank you cards in the back um, just to show a little bit of our gratitude, and then second of all, if I could just have all the students who went to Chick and our leaders just stand, please, so the church can kind of see who it was if you're around. Um, yeah. So if you don't know these students, um, they, they're amazing. I, I got to meet, to get to know them. Yeah, you can sit down. I uh, get to know them in a, in a much better way this week. And so if you see them out in the lobby, um, feel free to come up and ask them about how their time was. Um, but first, we have up uh, Patricia Pond. So Patricia, come on up. My name is Patricia Pond, and I'm going into my senior year. Um, one of the first days, we, uh, we were each given a packet full of words, and we were to uh, circle the words that best described us. Um, there were four colors, yellow, blue, orange, and green. Mine was yellow, which I'm wearing today, and um, it describes being law-abiding, loyal, but also being a little resentful and nitpicky. After circling the words, we were each sent to different rooms, and I found myself in a room full of people like me. On my way there, both Lauren, a leader, and Rachel, one of the students, we bonded on the fact that we all made lists, which was really cool because we even had our list with us. In that room, I learned to appreciate uh, my strengths and understand my weaknesses through Christ. I left the room knowing, finding purpose in my pain, which was really cool to do. Thank you. Uh, Hi, I'm Alex Lavrie, and I'm going into junior year. And so uh, while I was at Chick, I heard a lot of things and learned a lot of new ways to worship. But one of the speeches stuck out to me the most. And uh, it was this one about these four circles and how each circle represents a step in your faith. And so the first circle was good, and uh, it represents how, like, um, even before you think you have Jesus, you, you feel like maybe there is good in life, and that maybe you don't need him, and then the second circle is bad, and it was about how if you, well, it was about how sometimes you're in your life, you can hit low points, 
And uh, that kind of transitions into the third step, which was Jesus. And it was about how accepting Jesus into your life will kind of help you overcome the bad. And uh, so I... I like this sermon, but not because of the first three steps, but because of the fourth, which was the mission. And uh, it was about how even after you accept Jesus in your life, uh, you still have the, the mission to do God's work. And um, I'd never heard this before. I thought like it just ended at the third step. But, and yeah, I guess I'm trying to, do the fourth step for myself. I'm Rachel Labrie, and I'm going to be a freshman in college next year. Before I start, I just want to give a birthday shout out to my mom. So if you see her today, it's her birthday. Okay, so for a lot of people, the end reward of going to a powerful Christian camp like this is accepting Jesus into your life, which we got to see several people do in a very moving way. But for someone like me who has already done this, Chick helped me decide what the next steps to take are. So like Alex talked about, um, at one of our base camps, which is our morning seminar, um, they taught us that there's four circles or points, and the last one is mission, and that's what I'm working on transitioning to. So one base camp let us choose between learning about immigration, poverty, and mass incarceration. I went to the immigration one where we heard stories of families being stuck or separated at the border trying to escape the gang violence um, that prevented them from going to school, running their stores, and threatening their lives. And seeing the pain that they were in was really sad. And then another base camp focused on different missions, a big one being refugees. And one refugee woman shared her story about living in Iran and being put into an arranged marriage at age 15, where she was abused, causing seven miscarriages. And when her husband found out that she wanted to join the church, she was stabbed by him. And so she fled to America to take refuge. Um, then with the help of a church that brought her in, she, in America, she was now able to provide help to other refugees who are in bad situations like she once was, and her work was truly inspiring. We also got to follow a refugee family in an interactive simulation where we were a normal family living our daily lives when suddenly sirens started blaring and we all had to run to different houses, getting separated from our other family members. At the end, we watched a video where a girl spoke, not much older than me, um, how she, she was attending a university, she was about two years in, she took three taxis every morning to get there by herself, but then it just became too unsafe for her and her family to be there. She was forced to flee and she lost everything. She w went from being close to get, getting her degree to being a potato farmer in a refugee camp. Together, at the end of the week, we raised money to um, help the refugees and reunite some of their families. The second part of that day was to choose which mission sounded interesting to us. I chose human trafficking and oppression. At the human trafficking one, they put two people in a cage and made us pay money to get them out. Even though this was a simple simulation, it turned people into objects. We also got to see a crate that was similar to the ones that they ship people over in. It made me so angry to see that this slavery still exists today. 
and I learned Seattle is a major port for bringing people in. This made me feel sick, but also inspired me to get involved, so I've decided I want to join an organization that helps work against human trafficking. Chick helped me to find what I'm passionate about so I can start making a difference. Hi, my name is Lauren Dolby, and this past year I've had the opportunity to be a volunteer leader with the youth group. The last fall, when I was meeting with Pastor Elise to talk about the youth group, I simply asked if she needed volunteers for Chick. Her response was, yes, you're going. She didn't quite ask me, but told me. Unfortunately, I'd already done my research, being a yellow as um, Patricia described, and I knew I was available those dates and interested in going with the youth, and I'm so glad that I did. I was looking forward to spending time with the high schoolers and building deeper relationships with the girls, and that was my prayer for the week, and God was faithful to answer that prayer. Throughout our week at Chick, I was continually impressed by the way the week was so intentionally and creatively designed for today's high schoolers. It was clear that our denomination, the Evangelical Covenant Church, values our young people and desires to invest in them. As you heard from three students from their morning experience in base camps, each morning was filled with interactive and awesome learning experiences. Each night, all 5,000 youth filled the arena at University of Tennessee for worship, um, a band that they brought in for the night, and a speaker. One talk that stood out to me was given by Robert Madu. He spoke on Jesus' baptism, followed by being sent out by the Holy Spirit to the wilderness and being tempted by Satan. His main points were that immediately Jesus went from comfort, from God declaring that this is my son whom I love, with whom I'm well pleased, into conflict. He went from fellowship to isolation, baptism to temptation. The water is a place where our identity is confirmed. God confirmed Jesus' identity before he did anything in his ministry. But we don't stay in the water. It's God's system to take us from the water into the wilderness. And the approval of heaven does not stop the enemy while we are in the wilderness. As we went into our small group time after that, I asked the five girls in my group what their wilderness was. Slowly, the walls started coming down and the masks taken off as the girls became vulnerable and honest in sharing their wilderness and stories. But it didn't stop there. I had the privilege to see the rest of the group respond in love and compassion, leaving judgment behind. This is the church. This is the body of Christ in action, responding with love and grace to the brokenness in another part of the body of Christ. It also exemplified the theme of the week, which was unite. So to the girls in my small group, thank you for being honest with each other and loving each other and letting me be a part of it. To all the students who went to Chick, thank you for letting me hang out with you guys. And to our church, Evergreen, thank you for praying for us and for sending our 18 students and four leaders to Chick. I hope that we can continue to value and invest in our young people as we prepare to pass the baton to them. Thank you. Good morning, my name is Erin Yee. Uh, this morning our scripture reading is from the book of Matthew. Please follow along in your Bible or use the screens. I'll be reading verses 18 through 20 from Matthew chapter 28 in the New International Version. Then Jesus came to them and said, All authority in heaven and on earth has been given to me. Therefore, and make disciples of all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, and touching them to obey everything I have commanded you. And surely I am with you always to the very end of age. The word of the Lord. All right. Our young ones are dismissed. Uh, but you're going to miss out. I've actually got a a great book to share with you all, but I'm sure you got some great things for planned ahead in your back classrooms. Um, 
Well, we've had a chance to hear from, from some of our students and leaders about what their impressions of Chick were. 5,000 students gathered together at the University of Tennessee from America, Canada, and globally, together to grow in discipleship in their walk with God. Amen? This week was about making and deepening disciples. And when we think about discipleship, there are two characteristics that factor into our growth as disciples. Identity and purpose. Chick is a week about discipleship, and we had several experiences that fostered our ability to learn who we are and what we're for. We got a chance to learn these through speakers, through worship, through group activities and bonding, through whitewater rafting, all kinds of different things. And through this week, I was reflecting about some of the things that we might have learned. Um, our students learned, for instance, that uh, maybe fried chicken from the rest, fast food restaurant Bojangles doesn't always agree with everyone's stomach. <laughs> you know, uh, they, they might have learned that staying up till 4.30 in the morning, uh, fueled by energy drinks and soda, uh, doesn't leave a whole lot of energy for the next day. We learned uh, that through the Chick app that a lot of students have, that when there is an imminent warning of a thunderstorm, they're not just saying it for, for no good reason. Um, and I learned uh, in my, my leadership style, I'm green, which means I'm a problem solver. Uh, I think logically. I strategize. Uh, some of my weaknesses might be that I'm a bit critical and unsympathetic at times. And um, I think my wife, uh, if you asked her, would uh, nod fervently in agreement with that. But we also learned about the empowering love of God. We learned that God calls us into the wilderness, not because he abandons us or doesn't care for us, but because that's the place where mission takes place. We learned that God's love is not necessarily sheltering, but empowering. And we learned about ways that the church is on mission, both domestically with prisoners and the foreigner. We learned about how the church is on mission with resettlement of refugees, getting uh, access to clean water and education and health care for those throughout the world. We began to learn what it means to be a disciple of Christ at Chick this week. Now, a famous church, uh, not church, a famous theologian once said that you should always preach with a Bible in one hand and a newspaper in the other. Well, being a dad of two, I don't have many time, much time to, to read the news, let alone get a newspaper. Um, so I thought I would have to contextualize that to my uh, situation, which is I'm going to preach with the Bible in one hand, or Matthew chapter 28, the, good, the Great Commission, and a book that I read, uh, and my wife and I read to our daughters, uh, pretty much on a daily basis, known as the Pout Pout Fish. Okay? Um, so I want you to kind of Put yourself back into, I don't know, preschool, kindergarten days. Uh, put that hat on. Sit back. It's, it's story time. And I don't have slides, but I do have the book. And so I will be walking around, you know, doing the, the, the show and tell movement of any good storyteller. So this book is The Pout Pout Fish. And you'll get that there's a rhythm to this. So if at any point you want to join in to part of this rhythm, uh, feel free to do so. Deep in the water where the, the fish hang out lives a glum, gloomy swimmer with an ever-present pout. 
I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face for spreading dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. <laughs> Along comes a clam with a wide winning grin and a pearl of advice for her pal to take in. Hey, Mr. Fish with a crosstown frown, don't you think it's time to turn it upside down? Says the fish to his friend, nice thought, Miss Clam. I hear what you're saying, but it's just the way I am. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face for spreading dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. You're getting it. <laughs> Along comes a jellyfish... He floats through the ocean, his tentacles all trailing in a gentle locomotion. Hey, Mr. Fish, with your daily scaly scowl, I wish you wouldn't greet us with a grimace and a growl, says the fish to his friend. Mr. Jelly, I agree. I'd like to be more friendly, but it isn't up to me. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face for spreading dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub. Blub. Along comes a squid, quite a slender, squiggly sight. She is squirmy, she is squelchy, she is slightly impolite. Hey, Mr. Fish, you kaleidoscope of mope. How about a smile, a little joy, a little hope? Says the fish to his friend, Mrs. Squid, I would try, but I haven't any choice. Take a look and you'll see why. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face for spreading dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. Along comes an octopus with eight great arms covered with the underside of tiny sucker charms. Hey, Mr. Fish, let me tell it to you straight. Your hulky-bulky-sulky is an unattractive trait. Says the fish to his friend, Mr. Ate My Chum, with a mouth like mine, I am destined to be glum. I'm a pout-pout fish with a pout-pout face for spreading dreary wearies all over the place. Blub, blub, blub. Now along comes a fish in a silent silver shimmer. The gang has never seen before this bright and brilliant swimmer. She approaches Mr. Fish, but instead of saying, hey, she plants a kiss upon his pout, and then she swims away. Mr. Fish, Fish is most astounded. Mr. Fish is just aghast. His stone face like a statue. Then he blinks and speaks at last. My friends, Mr. Fish, I should have known it all along. I thought I was pouty, but it turns out I was wrong. I'm a kiss-kiss fish with a kiss-kiss face for spreading cheery-cheeries all over the place. So I'll smooch, I'll smooch, I'll smooch, I'll smooch. The end. Now, Reading this book time and time again, it, it, probably by the 50th time or so, it started to kind of dawn on me, my brothers and sisters. <laughs> Notice in the story of Mr. Fish and his friends, um, 
that I think this actually conceptualizes or illustrates a lot of the ways that we think discipleship and mission is supposed to take place and how it actually takes place. Because church, I think far too often we approach discipleship, we approach mission the way Mr. Clam or Mr. Jelly or Mr. Octopus do. We say, hey, you should be different. You shouldn't be so frowny. You should be a Christian, whatever it may be. To which most people reply, but this is just the way I am. This is who I am. And then if you notice that the last character, Miss Fish, comes and swims along, and rather than telling Mr. Fish what he's doing wrong or how he needs to change, she gives him an experience. She plants a kiss upon him. And that kiss is a moment of transformation for our pout-pout fish friend. When Mr. Fish encounters that kiss, his self-understanding is transformed. And notice what he does immediately. He goes and starts kissing his friends. He goes around smooching with everybody. Now, I'm not suggesting that we necessarily need to go do that. But, you see, Mr. Fish knows who he is. He's a kiss-kiss fish. And that informs the choices and the attitudes and the actions that he makes. This last week at Chick, through our time engaging in God's mission, through leadership workshops where we got to learn more about who we are, whether you're a yellow or an orange or a blue or a green leader, whatever mission might be pulling on your heart. We got to learn about who we are through powerful worship and speakers speaking the word of God to us, opening up God's scriptures for us. God revealed not only himself to us, but God revealed ourselves to us. We learned who we truly are in God this week. Going and making disciples is about fostering opportunities for the Holy Spirit to challenge and transform lives, to reveal to people the truth that because of Jesus, we've been extended the right to become children of God. That's what the Gospel of John says. Because because of Jesus, our identity is changed and thus our purpose is changed as well. That's why we're studying the book of Acts at all. A group of random and somewhat disappointing at times, reckless disciples, now armed with the power of the Holy Spirit, going from town to town, preaching the gospel, transforming lives, healing people, casting out demons. It's the story of God's Love being poured out through his followers on mission to those who need it most. Allowing those who don't know who they truly are to meet the Lord, the risen God, and discover that they are kiss-kiss fish. Church, God loves you. God's love has allowed you to become his children. But it doesn't stop there, as Alex mentioned. As one speaker said this week, We no longer run to find a purpose. We run because we have a purpose. Chick opened our eyes up to our own proclivities for selfishness and weakness at times. 
We learn about broken systems and abuses both here domestically and, and abroad. But rather than despair, we know, we now know, that we may not be actual kiss-kiss fish with a kiss-kiss face for spreading cheery cheeries all over the place, but we are children of God with the power of the Holy Spirit for spreading the love of God to all those who would hear it. Amen. It's been great to be with you all this morning, church. A reminder that offering boxes are in the back and online. And now, church, receive this benediction. Go out making and deepening disciples of all nations. Go out living into your true identity as children of the Most High God. And go out spreading the love, God, wherever you go. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, go in peace to love and serve the Lord.